Ladies and gentlemen, wonderful people, lovely people of the universe, it is your boy holding it down on the mic, and it's three out of four. You rated on number four, but we about to get rolling. It's me, Darian, and Evan. Say what's up to the people, y'all. We almost episode 80, y'all. It's been a journey. We're good. It's been a journey. What's good for the people? What? Shoot, man. I hope everybody's having a wonderful and productive day. You know, we, we just started summer. Summer's really getting into the swing of things. June is kind of coming to a conclusion. July's coming in, July 4th popping up, and then August coming up. And then before we know it, we're going to be talking about 2022 in the very where have you? So, you know, it's just great, man. This episode is just going to be basically mainly NBA talk. You know, we might spoke in a little bit of personal personal flavor here and there, you know, mainly basketball. You know, you never know with us. You know, we like to kind of spin it out, you know, go off the, the hip sometimes, you know. But <clears throat> hope you guys will definitely enjoy it because, you know, the NBA, that's really what's been popping up. You know, the finals just ended. Certain conversations are going on. Certain things are going on. They're being free agency. The most craziest time to be an NBA fan. The draft is coming up. Free agency is coming up speculations going on we already got trades popping off so you know this might be good we even had a trade that just happened today it just happened about a couple hours ago you know? yes we did yeah we about to you know let's just talk about that since that's the special news so jeremy grant forward of the detroit pistons you know Bowie Maryland native you know we we support our people on this pod he is now pulling showblazer and that's going to be that's very interesting i see that portland they really really trying to Build that team around Dame, man. So, how do y'all feel about the acquisition? First of all, you can't kill the grind. The grind <laughs> does not die. That's number one. And number two, judging by what um, Detroit got back for, like got back for Jeremy, you know for a fact he wants to play. He wanted to play with Dame, and and you know he told the Pistons that, like. Like he went into Detroit's front office one day and said, "Look, I want to play with Dame, so let's make that happen." And because, and you could tell because, if that's not what happened, either A, he wouldn't have gone to Portland, or B, the Pistons would have got more than just the twenty twenty five first. But yeah, the Blazers are actually looking like a playoff team now, and that's a statement because the West got a lot of good teams. Portland looking like a playoff team again. I I like it. Um, they needed another elite wing. Dame definitely needed help. Um, it's going to be a one, two, three with um, what's his name with uh, Afrini Simons, Damian Lillard, and Jeremy Grant. Not to mention they're also bringing uh, Nurk back, and they also have some good pieces coming off the bench too. So it's going to be very – I think they're going to be a <coughs> pretty fun team to watch. I'm sorry. I'm a little under the weather. So if you hear me coughing, you hear me a little – eh, it's because I'm a little under the weather. Not COVID, though, because fuck you, Rona. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I like it. And I think that – Dame is going, not even just Dame, but the Portland Trailblazers are going to show 
that show you who they, you know, who they really are. For sure, man. I think it's a good trade. You know, Portland really, they kind of been trying to get players that excel more on the defensive end and the offensive end. And Jeremy Grant is kind of at the point of his career where he's not going to go to a place where he knows he's going to have more of a minor role. You know, we saw what we did in Denver. We saw what he did in Denver and OKC. Those teams, he was kind of like, I'll say the fourth, third best player. You know, it was kind of really in a role player type of role. And he's come out and said that he wants to get that tick. He wants to be on the team where he could be the second option. So I feel like this is a great, great situation for him. And importantly, they're really starting to kind of show that they're a team that's going to always be consistent. They may never, ever win a title. Yeah, I don't know if that will happen. But they're always going to be a team that's going to be in the mix. So that's definitely... It's, it's a good move. It's, a, it's much better than the move that happened before that move because that one confused the heck out of me. Um, I'm going to just talk about that real quick. I wasn't on the pod last week. I think Dallas, I understand why they did it, but I don't know whether there's another move to come in the future, like just getting Christian, sorry, Christian Ward, a player that I always believed in. I was always telling people, listen, this guy, he's, he's going to be the next, the showcase of how big it could be in the future. They're going to be able to shoot, spread the floor, be a little bit of physical, and be great on the offensive end. And he was undrafted, too. That's another great thing about him. So his story is really great. And I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he's not the type of player that I'm thinking Dallas should really go for. You know, they should really go for more of a big that's really more dominant, especially on the defensive end, because... You have all the offensive power in the world. You have Luka. You're probably going to get Jalen Brunson back because I don't think they should lose him. I think they should do everything in the power to pay him his money. You know, he hooped in the playoffs. So I think they should have went more, honestly, for Rudy Gobert. That's probably what I would have went for them, for the team construction, how I'm thinking. But let's see how it goes. I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, I honestly don't even know how I feel about that trade. I, I don't think it's really going to make a difference for Dallas. That's the thing. They I need think, Yeah, I, that's the thing. They're just another team that's good that we're going to see in the playoffs con- consistently, but they're not going to be – like they're not championship contending good. They're just competitive, which isn't always bad depending on where you are, but come on now, you're in Dallas. Dallas expects championships. You know, they've they've won there before. So it's like just being competitive is not good enough. And that goes for all the teams in Dallas. Just being competitive is not good enough. Well, if we're going to keep it a buck. This man comes... done brought the Rangers into it, man. <laughs> but um, if we're going to keep it a buck, like I get exactly what we're saying but when it comes to the Mavericks they've always kind of been that competitive team if we're really gonna be honest like they've always been like they're not a contender but they're right there even when all those years were third they were always like it was San Antonio Dallas San Antonio LA Dallas that's literally how it was and that's not even like to knock them, you know, you need kind of teams like that that's always in the mix, always competitive, 
there was even times they would basically go to the wrestling conference finals and were basically like a game or two away from the finals. And then they had a couple finals runs. One didn't go in their favor. That was when they lost to Miami, when D Wade basically sparked them up. And then they beat Miami because, you know, the big three was in their first year. And, you know, they were still trying to figure things, how to play together. And then LeBron underperformed too. And then they've always been in the mix. But, like, when it comes to the Mavericks, their legacy is really just being that second-tier team. I think they could be a legit contender because they have one of the best players in the league in Luka Doncic, who his potential was through the damn roof. And then the team is constructed pretty well. They just need that second option. That's, I think that's really all they need. They have a good team constructed around Luka, but they need that second guy because Luka cannot carry and backpack and quarterback your entire offense by himself. That's why I thought they were going to go for this trade. I don't see Christian Wood as a viable number two. He's more of like that third guy on a title team. So, But let's see. Let's see how it goes. Maybe this is just one chess move to get prepared for another chess move that we're going to see probably down the line. But hey, I'm down to give it a swing, man. You know, Dallas, they really, they they show they 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 turn some heads this season. So I'm looking forward to see, especially in the playoffs. I'm just looking forward to see what they're gonna do next season. Yeah, I, I think Dallas gonna be better next season because of the Christian Wood trade. I don't really think like it was too much of a needle pushing move. Like they're gonna be like three to four games better. Mm-hmm. I think they'll definitely be. I think that, and the thing about it, right? Talk about the Western Conference. It's going to be a bloodbath. Think about it, right? The Clippers are going to be healthy. The Nuggets are going to be healthy. Golden Special State Kawhi coming back. Exactly, Kawhi is coming back. Um, Nuggets, they got Jamal Murray and MPJ coming back. Um, the Warriors are back. Um, <laughs> that's this three team of Phoenix is gonna have to really show themselves this season to be legit. That's four teams. Gotta get right Aiden's contract together. DeAndre yeah, yeah they, got, they got, they got, they got, they got to get that. that he might be out the door. Mm-hmm. He might. Hey, I could see a sign and trade happening with him for sure. But yeah, that's four teams right there, and those are four teams I see ahead of Dallas already. So basically, what you're gonna be in the mix with what? Um, it's probably them, um, Utah, but Utah might blow the team up. <laughs> because they just lost Quinn Snyder and they're having a lot of changes happening in their front office. So Utah might end up coming going down a little bit. Like, so it's like the Western Conference next year is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. Um, Zion's coming back, so the Pelicans are going to be better. It's just bound to happen. Don't forget about the Grizzlies. Like that it like the West is gonna be crazy next year. It's gonna be a battle, man. So it's like Dallas, they 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 kind of got the work cut out for them, man, because I feel like what we saw in the East this year is what's going to happen in the West next year. For sure. Uh, it's, it's something. But, yeah, so let's get started, man. Um, The first talk is Warriors win their fourth ring in eight years. Will they repeat next year? Y'all think they're going my, back? To my back? initial answer? My initial answer is no, because like you said, the Western Conference is going to be a bloodbath. And the Eastern Conference Conference was really good this year. They're going to be right around that same skill level next year. So they got a lot of competition, and I don't think Golden State stands head and shoulders above anybody. Yeah, I don't think they're repeating next year because, like you said, the West is uh, 
is going to be pretty tough next year. And like other players, or like other teams are getting their key players back. Like the Clippers and, um, are getting Kawhi back, and the Nuggets or uh, Jamal Murray is coming back. You still have Jokic. The Nuggets are going to be pretty dangerous. Don't sleep on them. So the Warriors have much more competition, and we don't know how those uh like some of the key players, the contract for the Warriors, how they're going to be able to maintain that roster. Some of those players when this uh championship team this year may go somewhere else because that's going to be those players are going to want to get paid, especially with uh Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. So I, I don't know if the Warriors can repeat it uh, next year. I think it's going to be another team's uh time um you know time to shine for sure, especially with uh Memphis. You have Sean Moran box office you know, looking pretty good. So I don't think they're repeating right now. I, I don't see it, but I'm it definitely like this. Definitely, definitely did earn that, uh, that fourth ring in eight years though. Definitely be on the lookout for them. I can see the Warriors being maybe like a top four in the West top five, but I don't see them just going all the way back though. The West is just too deep for them to come back, especially if they stay healthy. For real, for real. I'm going to treat the Golden State Warriors like how I treat the Tampa Bay Lightning. As long as they got their core, if Steph, Draymond, and Clay is there, there's nothing you can tell me that 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 can prove to me that they that they can't repeat. I'm not saying that they will, but until it happens, until it doesn't happen, um, you know, I think they can get maybe like I feel like they can get at least one more at the most two. But the thing is, they have Stephen Clay coming coming back. Dre, Draymond's going to be back. We'll see what type of role he has with that team. And they still have Jordan Poole. They still have Wiggins. Let's see what they do. Bringing back uh, Gary Payton, Otto Porter, um, Wiseman is going to be is going to be playing. They 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 still got Kaminga, Moody. So they have guys, and it's just like. Let's just it, it, it. It's like you can't really tell me that it's not going to happen because those three guys are still there. The coach is still there. They just won. So it's just like. There's nothing that can tell me that they can't repeat again. Yeah, it's like it's basically like what Golden State did with this title. Is just remind everybody how good they are and that you should not count them out. So they're definitely going to be in the mix to repeat. I don't think it's a definite because, like I just brought up, the Western Conference next year is going to be competitive. Like, I'm going to predict it right now. The top four seeds are going to be very close. It's going to be how it was kind of this year with the East, where in the West next year I can see the top four seeds being separated by, like, literally, like, two games. Two, two games, because you got to think about it. Who we put in that four? Like I said, this is the pool right here. Like, definitely someone's going to be in that pool. You got Golden State. You got Denver. You got the Clippers. You got the Grizzlies. You got Phoenix. That's five teams that's definitely going to be in that upper echelon of the West. So, in all those, there's most likely going to be close. I don't see, like, how it was this year where Phoenix was, like, head and shoulders above everybody when it comes to record. I think it's going to be very close next year. So, it's like, as long as they're they have their core and they're going to bring everybody back because Golden State has shown that they don't mind opening their wallets. They don't mind paying their players the money that needs to be paid. So I see them assigning almost everybody that's a free agent. I see them all coming back like Porter, 
Porter, GP2. Um, who else is a free agent I'm thinking about? Uh, there's like one or two more guys that's kind of like come out. I think Kevin Looney is, is a free agent. Yeah, come on. Come out. Yeah, come on, Looney. So, yeah, they're going to re-sign all their guys. They got young sets coming up in the wings, you know, like you just bought it. They got Wiseman who's playing next year. Kaminga, Moody. They're about to trade their first round pick because they're like, we don't need any more young talent. We have enough. We have already a solid young core. We just want to make sure and give them minutes and develop them properly. So I think Golden State is definitely going to be in a conversation to go to the finals next year. And I think them winning this championship really has solidified that. Yeah. Because people are sleeping on them coming into the season, man. It was crazy. People were Yeah, sleeping. everyone except for Stephen A. Yeah. And Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman, did, he, he did say, watch, look up for the Warriors. He did say it. He didn't say that he had the title. He just said, look out for them. Max is the same one that said, I want Iguodala. But I'll never get over that, bro. But. <laughs> but he said that to my man's face, bro. That's confidence, bro. <laughs> He, he literally asked him when like he came on first take and he told him he doubled down in the take. I have to respect that, bro. That's 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 balls right there. I'm not even mad at that. But um, let's go now to the next one. If any everyone's ready, Kevin Durant. You know, everybody everybody's <laughs> been, been 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 going on that man saying, Oh yeah, um, yeah, going to state one before you and after you. So yeah, what's up, bro? What's good with the two rings you won, bro? Did it really mean a lot? Did it really the win? disrespect? The disrespect, <laughs> like just ultimate disrespect, like it's just crazy. So we're gonna focus on Charles Barkley's comments on KD. He's basically where we're gonna say, right? Where do you put KD on the all-time list? Where was he for y'all? KD's not even in the top ten for me. He's 15. Yeah, I wouldn't even say top 10. Yeah, I was about to say he's not top 10. Because it's so funny how we're going to get into that later. But yeah, we're going to definitely not in my top 10. That's, that's going to be Mm-mm. fun. No, KD definitely not top definitely... 10. Uh, top 20. Top 20 for sure, but not top 10. I think KD is right outside it because right outside it, you have like Akeem, you have him, you have certain like he's right outside my time. He's like, I'll say 12, 13 ish. He's right outside. So. I think that's why I put, but definitely not top ten. No, can't do it. So he he got a he got he got to win one as the leader of the team, like the de facto. Without leader. Steph Curry, because you know, the thing yeah. is with Steph, right? I think people not talk about it. it's not even the whole thing. Oh, he can only win with Steph. No, it's just the fact that they both won when they were in their prime. Like KD was the better player playing, but it's like Steph was literally right behind him, like. It's not every day you have a, your second best player is dropping 30 points, nine assists, and nine rebounds, shooting 55% from the field, 45 from three, and 95% from the free throw line. Like, no. <laughs> like, like literally. I'm not going to disrespect KD. He fairly won the rings because he was the best player. He played like the best player on those teams. There's a reason. He won the finals MVP and not Steph. He was the de facto finals. In fact, in both of the series they won, there was two games where KD saved them. I know y'all remember. 2017 and 2018, there was two. Each of those series had one game when Clay and Curry were both off. The whole team was off and Kevin basically dropped like 40, 45 points to basically make sure and will them to victory. 
So he earned his finals MVP. He earned those wins. The problem now with the conversation, we're just talking legacy. Because now, no matter what you say, his legacy looks bad. It, it, it doesn't look good. And I don't have him in my top 10 either. But what I really, really wanted to talk about, what is y'all stance on the disrespect? Are y'all with it? Are y'all against it? Are you right in the middle? Well, I don't mind KD clapping back because he has the right to clap back, honestly. Right. You know, like, for sure. Like, I, I don't mind it because people are coming at him. Like, we always get on KD about, you know, like how he always, like, entertains a lot of negativity. Honestly, I think that's just really, like, the PG County, you know, you know the DMV guy in him, honestly. But, you know, yeah, with, in this case in particular, though, Charles Barkley kind of did, can't take you know, the hood out, nigga. Yep, I said that on Twitter earlier, young. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to realize PG. I mean, KD, he is from PG at the end of the day. That never left him. See Pleasant, that is. But, you know, Charles Barkley, you know, he be pushing it. And in this case in particular, he definitely did push it. So, and KD really didn't respond in such, like, too much of a harsh way. He's just like, you know, you know Kevin Durant, he deserves, like, you know, like, to talk his, uh, you know, talk his stuff or whatever because, he is a, a um, you know, multi um, a scoring champion. He is a like you know, an NBA Finals. Uh, he has NBA championships. He's one of the best, like like one of the most elite scores we've seen in NBA history. So honestly, him clapping back at the haters, he knows his like abilities. I, I don't mind it honestly. And he's just in a he's in like a terrible situation with Brooklyn. Honestly, why he left Golden State, I don't know why because he was really in a perfect situation over there. But I don't mind him going off somewhere else, you know, to prove himself, saying that. You know, I don't need, like, another, like, you know, number one point guard in the league to give me a ring. Because Kevin Durant, he does have the ability to take a team to the finals because he did it with to with OKC back in 2012. They lost, unfortunately. But Kevin Durant, he still went to the finals with um, OKC. So we seen um how, you know, Kevin Durant lead a team all the way. But he just, you know, he just has to, like, actually win a championship, you know, without that other though that other like top star he can like has to prove that by himself but i don't mind him clapping back honestly the with problem, uh, charles barkley in particular because like charles barkley did kind of push it a little bit but yeah that's just me though the problem with what charles barkley said was he said that he won't get the respect until he until he like wins a championship as the bus driver which he was the bus yeah, driver of those two weird. Warriors teams. And I feel like it's a case of he like like he didn't use the right words because we all knew that when he went to Golden State, that one, although he has the right to make that move and he has he, you know, he has the right to make that move and it worked out for him. The problem is you are the best player in the world joining two of the other top 10 best players in the world, Clay and Steph, who just won 73 games the year before. Oh, and they knocked you out the playoffs after you was up 3-1. So that's the problem that people have with KD going to Golden, to, um, Golden State. Now, now it worked out, but the thing is, when we talk about legacy and we talk about greatness and we talk about KD as a champion, 
there's kind of an asterisk there. Michael Irvin always talks about he judges men on distance traveled. And what it means is, what did you have to go through to get to these, or at least in this case, what did you have to go through to get to these championships? Now, we all know what Kevin Durant went through to get to the NBA, to get to where he is now. There's no doubt of how great he is just as a player. But when you want to put him on the all-time list, there's a reason why Steph Curry got bumped, why people are putting Steph Curry into the um, top 10 with this last year is mm-hmm. because Steph Curry actually had to will this team to a ring. Steph Curry had to have some games where he had to take over and will this team because no one else was going to do it against a team that for real, for real, Boston was better than golden state. It's just Boston made stupid young boy mistakes. Boston was was the better team, is the better team. So it's so it's like K K it's like KD, although Sanford, you brought up the two games that he had where um where Stephen Clay was 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 off and he took over and led them to wins. And even still in 2017 and 2018 he had all he had an all-time great series. But shit, if I'm playing, if I'm the best player in the world playing with two, three of top 10, top 15 best players in in in, in other world, and they can and they're deferring to me, I'm averaging 42. So to me, it's just like. Chuck is right when he says that he won't get that respect until he goes and he wins one with his own team. Chuck is right when he says that because it's true. We all and and we did the same thing with with um with um Steph where we all looked at Steph Curry's last two rings and we said, "Oh, well you had the Avengers." Hell, there was even a conversation on Twitter where it was like those two seasons were flat out boring because we knew for a fact which two teams were going to the finals and which team was ultimately going to win because there was no contest. Yeah, I remember. I think it was like 2018, 2017. I think we got yep. tired of seeing like uh, Cleveland and the Warriors in the finals. Yeah, people were complaining about, about it and talking about the ratings because it was getting repetitive. And the Warriors were just that good. Yeah, and and that's when people really started to hate Golden State. Yeah, it was getting annoying. Ain't going to lie. And that's why it felt so good watching Giannis win it last year because Giannis didn't build a super team. Giannis actually took the road less traveled or, or, or at least these days, the road less traveled and stayed in and stayed in Milwaukee. He got it out the mud, yup. And I'm I love that move because like he made it like you know a platform for smaller market teams. I love that. That's how it should be. That's how the older NBA was. You know, like all competition and a small market like Milwaukee winning it all. It's just good for the league, honestly. Get more recognition and like you know you realize it's more than just you know big markets than like unlike LA, New York, you know Miami. Yeah, it's much like I like how Giannis did that. And he didn't need that super team, you know, that super team to do it. He broke that trend, honestly. And that was really good for the NBA. Yeah, for sure. 
Oh, no, well, I feel as though actually, I actually feel as though Kawhi kind of broke that trend because he did single handedly kind of sort of like you know win the rapper no the Raptors that championship. So I say Kawhi yeah, broke I that trend. Was, I yeah, I kind of say that if KD and Clay didn't 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 um. Get I was actually just about to talk about that, but no, no, Darian, I that is that true though. But yeah, but more so to kind of talk about the facts. I'm agreeing with you. Context matters. The people don't understand the reason why people hated the why that move to Golden State for Katie was so hated because, like I said, you just lost to them in the playoffs. You blew a 3-1 lead to them. Like, you literally had game six. They literally had the game in their hands, but they let Clay go off, and they didn't close the deal in game seven. Game quarter, seven Clay. was literally down to the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. Literally, they couldn't win the game. They just literally fell apart in game seven. So I was just bringing that up to just bring up the facts. The whole KD thing is more than the facts. It's context and how you look at things. Like I just said, he lost to the team. He lost to the 2016 Golden State Warriors, which they won 73 games. They broke the all-winning time percentage. They literally did. That season was ridiculous. And then KD joins them after losing them in the playoffs. They won 73 games without you. And then... You went to the team, and yeah, you got the wings you wanted, but then you complained about the perception. The perception was going to be bad from the jump. Yeah, there like, was OP. You're a like literal top team. two. Yeah. This is not a regular all-star. This isn't like the Warriors adding D'Angelo Russell to their roster. They added literally the second-best player on the A top-five player. You have two top-five players on the like, same they, roster. They had That's just two, so unbalanced, bro. They had two <laughs> MVPs in their prime playing together. And Clay Thompson, the primetime Clay Thompson, too. Yeah. So it's just, just one of the things. It's like when I hear yeah. people, I, I'm like, did, did you really just like not think about the perception and the context? Because it matters. If you put almost anybody in that situation, of course they're going to be comfortable. They got all the backup in the world. The Golden State Warriors had four all stars at one point. Yeah, I was criticizing them, too, because like honestly, it made the competition like less at, at one point. It was barely any competition in the NBA. You just knew it was going to be Golden State in the West, and it just sucked for the NBA, like because it's like, bruh, it's too like so predictable, and it doesn't make it any, you know, kind of took the fun out of it. But you know, they were just that good. I mean, just had their phase, and that's kind of how like Jordan and the Bulls were back in the day. But right. you know, it's just like really KD though. It's like you really like basically KD say, no, I can't beat them, so I joined them, and that's why people wasn't respecting that move. And I understand that because it's like, dang. So I guess he really took them. You know, if he can't beat them, join them. It was like, right. yeah, hey, but at the KD, same time, that's not yeah. knocking KD's talent because, like, Kevin Durant was just was ready, like, knew the work he put in over his years in his, uh, you know, NBA career. He was just ready, like, to, like, win a ring because he knew he was on top. And I I can understand. He was just ready to, like, you know, ready to win. I think other teams, he could have, like, won it with, like, maybe somebody else with, like, another, like, non-top superstar, though, with, like, a good, you know, built roster around him. But, yeah, KD, he was just ready to win, bro. He knew his, like, work and everything. He's ready to get that on his resume, and hey, man, he did it. He basically was accomplished almost every man's dream on his earth to be in the NBA in the first place. So, yeah, like you just got to understand, like the kind of like the latter of the situation, you know. But yeah, it was kind of a weird move, honestly. It really was. Yeah, KD. The only thing now is just he's never going to get the proper respect, the proper legacy talk until he takes a team to a championship, and it's. 100% his team because this is the another perception people are talking about. No matter, it was weird, right? We go to state, it was never, you know, 
the Golden State as a team, it was Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors. He was kind of looked at as the outsider to the team, you know, like a hired gun, like a hired assassin. He looked ready in that Warriors uniform at first. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's just one of the things It's like because of that perception and sometimes perception and narratives are very unfair, just like how we're going to talk about, you know, the whole Steph Curry narrative later. I know one of us is definitely going to bring it up. So it's just one of the things when you have that, you kind of have to shake it off and find a way to beat it. And what KD has to do now, he has to beat the narrative that he can't win without a stacked deck in his favor. He has to beat that narrative. He has to. You know, whether it's on Brooklyn or whatever team he's going to get traded to because now he, he, just signed a, he just signed a full max with Brooklyn. So he's signed through, what, 2026? He's not going nowhere. Yeah, he's unless it's in, a yeah. trade. Unless it's a trade. Yeah. And I know we all know that the CBA next agreement is coming up. And these owners and these they're not gonna play. They're gonna bring up the James Harden situation. I wonder if he has a they're lot of yeah, James Harden. They're gonna bring like up the Ben Simmons. Ben they're gonna Simmons, bring up Kyrie the Kyrie Irvin. stuff that's going on. Stephen right A. Now. Stephen A. Smith made a good point. You no know way. Stephen A. Smith made a good point about like these NBA contracts these days. Look, because of the whole Ben Simmons and Kyrie situation, like bullshit, he said he said it's gonna be like most likely like a rule, like about how like these NBA players structure contracts where the NBA is just like, look, you're not making all this max money if you're just gonna be ever like you have the option just to sit out, you know, and not like you know, perform on the court where people are like you know, like with the these franchises are investing like 10 figures into one person, you know. And Stephen A really made a good point because of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, these situation the past like over the past year. Yeah, the NBA is really going to like like you know restructure restructure a lot of, like you know these regulations with these contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's a good point because Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving that those situations are just ridiculous. And Harden like, too. Harden that's why too, people. Bro. Yeah, Harden. Yep. James Harden, which honestly, huh? Yeah, bro, I'm a Sixers fan. You see me? I, how do you think we're feeling? We realize, bro, this James Harden's like trade is like shooting us in the like foot because it's just like what the fuck, man? He's not here like this top level when we just did all of this. It's like, bro, we didn't get too much out of the Harden Ben Simmons trade ourselves and. We were all happy, but yeah, man, that the, the, these contracts, they're going to be looked at because you're not about to be paying all this money and like barely performing, like not available, you know, so right. not going to best long term and players right. got to realize that. Most likely what's about to happen, the five-year maxes are either just going to completely cease to exist or it's like if you sign it, you have to you have to play out your contract. No opt-out call. Oh, like no maybe opt-out. no opt-out call. Yeah, yeah no opt-out. No you can't opt-out. ask for a trade. Mm-hmm. You nope. can't. Like, you got to stick okay. with the team for the full contract. So I feel like that's what's probably going to happen. Or we're just going to see teams stop giving out the full five years. Like, people are going to get the max. But people probably get, like, two years with an extra year or three years total. Like, I think what's also going to happen is they're going to be like the, the um, NFL. Yeah, I was and, just about to say that. And some of that money is not going to be guaranteed. Yep, so not the full concert will be going to you. Be sending it's like basically okay, Good we're point. gonna put Good you point. on a year by year, season by season process. And every season, you know, if you perform well, you get more of your money. Like I feel like that's definitely what's gonna happen because yeah, the past five years, man, we've seen players abuse the hell out of these fully guaranteed contracts. We've seen them abuse the mess man, out no of bullshit. it. <laughs> and I know the NBA is tired of it. I know they're sick of it. Even the whole KD situation in the first place, that literally would not have happened if it wasn't for the fact Steph Curry was on such a low contract. Like, people really don't understand that Curry really was making, like, 12 mil a year until, like, 2018, bro. 
or 17, one of those years. He literally, because he signed that contract back when he was having all those ankle injuries in like 2012, 2000, yeah, 2012. That's when he signed that deal, that four-year, $44 million deal. Back when he wasn't like the superstar, you know, superstar exactly, level. Right. Then that's so when he broke like, out in 2015. That's, the, that's literally the only reason. That's yep. literally the only reason KD was able to sign it because Clay and Draymond had their money. But it was Steph Curry that was getting paid underwhelmingly, so that's how they had the cap space in the first place to sign KD. And even KD took a pay cut anyway to make it all work. But, like, yeah, we're most likely never going to see something like that ever happen again. Because I know the NBA is going to make sure that people are getting paid their proper value. Because that's literally what it was. Seth Curry basically signed a, basically, he signed a guaranteed contract when he was injured and not even playing that best. And then he basically saved his career and re-upped this game and became not only an all-star, but one of the best players in the league. And won two, and mind you, he won his two MVPs on this contract. People don't think about that. So it's like, that's a special situation we're most likely never going to see again. So it's just one of the things. But like, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be like, okay, you have two, three years. Your first year, let's see how you play. You'll get more of your money if you play good. If you don't, we'll chop some of the con. I feel like that's what's exactly what's going to happen because we've been seeing too much abuse with these contracts. But Let's let's go on. Like I said, that's a whole different conversation for a whole, whole, whole different day. Let's go. Let's speaking of Kyrie, let's just talk about that man. Let's talk about Mr. Irving here. Kyrie Irving on an impasse with the Brooklyn Nets. Where do you see him playing next season? And if you see him staying with Brooklyn, are you signing him long term? Are you giving him the full max? Are you giving him the full five years? Or the or whatever extension you want to give him, talk to me, brothers. First off, I think Kyrie should stay in Brooklyn, um, and they should sign him to a no more than two years. He should get a no more than two year deal, and maybe with an option for for um for um a third. But you can't trust him, and it's not even that he's injury prone, which I mean Kyrie is prone to getting injured, but it's the you just pick and choose when you want and don't want to play. And at this point, it's getting annoying. And people, you know, and and I bring up Stephen A again because Stephen A was one of the ones that was coming at him for it. And everyone wanted to chastise Stephen A for it and call him all these types of things you know, saying how he's always coming at black men. But when you really listen to what he's saying, Stephen A yells a lot, but if you listen to what he says, he's not wrong about Kyrie and the grand scheme of things. Yeah, he does too much sometimes or a lot of times, but at the same time, he has a point. And it's one of those things where you want to disagree with somebody because how they're coming off, but then you see, oh, they're right. But I'm signing Kyrie to like no more than a two-year deal. I mean, no more than a three-year deal or two, let's shit, two years and maybe an option for a third year. Yeah, two years is smart for real, yeah. And it's so funny, though, we're talking about Kyrie, though, because like if he does leave the Nets, like, 
hate to bring him up though, but I heard that the Lakers are like actually a front runner. Like they possibly like maybe rumors to get him. I don't know the Lakers, but that's all I'm hearing. Uh, they don't need him. Yeah, Lakers but, yeah, don't I'm, need him. I'm seeing. I'm seeing that's rumors though. There's no legit sources, but. They're saying the Lakers are like a strong like <coughs> I've been seeing like rumors from like a uh, Legion hoops and really not that legit, but yeah, I, I've been seeing multiple uh reports from like these uh some a lot of these big like you know blog pages for like NBA blog pages. But yeah, that's that's what it's saying. So they may have some inside sources, but I don't know. That's if he does lead the Nets, but I don't know. That that's just rumors though. That's just rumors. Everyone, they always the Lakers are always gonna be in a conversation with all big superstars. Two things I had. Two, two, but two, two, yeah, two, I didn't think of my job. Uh, and I'm gonna let you continue. <laughs> Next, number one, you're disgusting. You're funny, bro. Nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty. <laughs> but um, number one, the Lakers better have learned their lesson from this past season because if they sit here and they trade the farm to get Kyrie after seeing what happened last year, then I don't. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm probably just going to be a Wizards fan for the rest of the year. You are really going to voluntarily put yourself through that tournament, bro. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Listen, 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 time, listen, yeah. listen. Save yeah, this bro. talk for when we get to the free agency because I got I got something I got to say about my man, Mr. It could happen, though, because like, it came listen, from Mark Stein. Listen, listen, listen. We talk about L.A. getting the wrong man. That's all I'm going to say. Hold on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not done. Number two, <laughs> go to the Clippers. I want it to happen. You want to know why? Because you want to talk about people that don't show up and people that never be playing. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Kyrie Irving, oh, they're going to miss. They're going to be at the club over bro. 100 games. Hey, hey, they're going to talk about some not. low management. They're going to be at all you the LA clubs, about- bro, just turning up. Talk about uh, low management. Nah, they're going uh, in the club, turning up. <laughs> y'all want to talk, talk about, about low management. Y'all want to talk about. Anthony Davis and not being able to stay healthy, and we just forget about Kawhi Leonard. We just forget. Like Paul George, I'm not going to be as hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be as hard on Paul George because he did play at least half of last season, and I've been a Paul George fan ever since he was in Indiana, and he was taking it to LeBron. It's just I hate the fact he played for the Clippers. He should be a Laker, but that's another topic for another day. But send Kyrie to the Clippers. Please let these Clippers fans get all happy and, and just start talking about how, oh, we're going to win the finals. We're going we gonna to win the finals. Just so, y'all can, just so y'all can just lose. I want it to happen. I want it to happen. I was not trying to be a hater today. I was not. But this man just had to say Clippers. So guess what? I'm being a hater. I just want it to happen. I'm sorry. I'm just, I was just reading the report of all the teams he could get traded to. I just saw Clippers. Yeah, and that one report laughing. came from Mark Stein. So, yeah, Mark Stein. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just read what you put yeah. in the chat, Mark. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Speaking yeah, of breaking news, speaking <laughs> of breaking news, Portland Trailblazers is really on the trade market. Um, They're thinking about getting OG and Anobi. They probably could move the seventh pick for him. So that'd be another oh, interesting. Oh, Portland one. trying to build a squad. Portland trying to build a squad. Hey, it's you're trying like to listen to Damian Lillard. If I listen to it's James, just like, it's just Lee. like I just said, you can't kill the grind. The <laughs> grind dead. don't die. He said the grind don't die. <laughs> the grind will not die. Oh my goodness, bro. This this all season about to be crazy. But um speaking of the Kyrie, a lot of like, blockbusters. Like mm-hmm. I said, I agree with Darian. I'm not signing Kyrie to no five-year Mac because 
This man don't even. Th- this man don't even seem like he's taking basketball as his number one thing, man. You see, like, Nike done dropped. Ka- like Nike's about to drop him, yeah, bro. Nike's like, about like, to drop bro. him. It's like not, look, not, not, like not foolish, but they're not it's about like, to you know extend yeah, him more for a bunch him, of years. Yeah, because like he's so, an athlete. It's not like it's like Kanye and Adidas was like, bro, you're an athlete. You need to just be out there performing, you know, to like brand our, you know, brand our product. So if you're gonna be like sitting out, you know, taking, you know, yeah, we ain't about to be signing no part time athlete. Nike's all about just do it, bro. But part time ain't just doing it, you know. <laughs> look, Nike's like, look, like just doing it ain't sitting on a bench, you know, leaving the arena, bro. So yeah, man. Even Nike's not, not looking like not Kyrie. Like, like, look, I'm bro. sorry, bro. I actually want him to. Go you just to can't the, trust Kyrie, bro. I, I want him to go to the Clippers him. and see just how much of a disaster that would be. I would just be laughing. Clippers fans gonna be pissed off. People, Clippers man. fans they on my already timeline. go through enough. I would literally yeah, die real, laughing. I'm sorry. I would literally cry, bro. I would be. I'll be dying laughing because you already know. Um, Kawhi can't stay healthy. PG can't stay healthy. Kyrie can't stay healthy, bro. They are, there might be a time with all three of them out. And you got the you got the Clippers bucket squad out there. We know Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, and Terrence Mann holding it down. Oh, I'm Lord. sorry. I would just be Jesus. I would just be Western laughing. Conference. Oh, I would Lord. be ha 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 and all the way to the bank. I'm not even about to hold you. But like, yeah, Kyrie, I'm not giving him no five-year deal, man. I give him a three at the most. And even three, I might not even do that. Like he's shown that he's not taking basketball as his number one thing, which I understand. And it sucks though because he's like a top ten talent. Oh yeah, yeah, the right talent now. is there, bro. Like Kyrie like, Irving is it's a, like if I was that good, I'm like, bro, I want to perform all the time. It's like, but I guess you know everyone has I guess a different passion. But it's like you have God given talent. It like you can make millions of it. You just don't even want to utilize it. I'm just like, damn, bro. It's not this even, is, yeah, man. It's not but, even I don't know. that. It's like you're playing on a team. Like, this is a team, mm-hmm. and we have three all-star, all-time great players coming, counting them with James Harden, too. So I'm just talking about at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And this is why James Harden left. Mm-hmm. Because, dude, I'm here to win a chip. Like, like we, like, there are 15 guys on this, on this, on this team that are all here for one common goal, and that's to and that's to win a, an NBA championship. Right, right. So you are sitting here and you jeopardized or jeopard or are jeopardizing that because of whatever personal agenda you want to push. And yes, <clears throat> the mandate was stupid, but at the same time, like you jeopardized the team, the chemistry of the team, and then you went on in the post game presser and you was like, "Yeah, if we just had more time to um get right," and da 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 da, da. and it's like you're listing these reasons, and I'm and 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 just listening to it and reading it, I'm like, I wonder why. Yeah. I'm just saying, you can't shoot someone in the head and then ask why are they dead. This is stupid. Yeah, like the the unfortunate thing would happen, Kyrie became a distraction to the entire thing. He became a distraction, and I don't think that was even his intention, but regardless of intention or not, bro, that's what you did. Like, 
you literally held out on playing, became a distraction, and really thought you could finesse being a part-time player. Like, no. That's an automatic distraction. That's an automatic thing. Every time someone asks Kevin Durant, oh, what's Kyrie doing? What is, he didn't play today. What's he up to? Like, it's just an automatic thing. And, that, and, that's, and that's the biggest issue. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what really highlights this issue. You know how bad it is when reporters are going up to Kevin Durant. Kevin freaking Durant. And most of the questions that come out their mouths are about somebody else. Exactly. That that's like, bro. This, this is works. like a top ten. And like, it's, it's like a top like, ten like he, player in the world. And, like, and like, and it's like if yeah, he goes, to, if he goes to L.A., if he goes to L.A., be it the Lakers or the Clippers, what's stopping him from pulling this again? Absolutely nothing. That's what. And just just a big market too. Absolutely I, nothing. Think about it, if he can pull this bullshit in like a big market like Brooklyn or in the New York area, he could pull it anywhere else because like New York and LA are like two of the biggest markets in like not just America but the world. And like so, he can pull mm-hmm. this off in Brooklyn. He can pull it off over in LA, especially like the Clippers. So yeah, you just can't trust Kyrie, bro, because these athletes feel extra and entitled. We, and we go, and we not gonna let we not gonna let the basketball world forget when Kyrie when the Nets had just Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie, like, Nets had just Kyrie Irving, them Bamas went on a 13-game losing streak. Now, I get I get KD was out. I understand that. But Kyrie Irving's supposed to be a superstar, and he was healthy, and they lost 13 games in a row. Superstars don't do that. Yeah, it's a tricky situation in Brooklyn, yeah. And, that, yeah, the Nets, they just, like you said, Kyrie Irving distracted them too much, and yeah, it's really a tricky situation up in Brooklyn. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, guys, but yep, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just one yeah. of the things, man. It's like all them egos on one team. You know, sometimes it may look good on paper, but doesn't mean it's going to like correlate. Like, you know, when it comes down to like performing, because you can't all like you know come together. You know, all like be on the same page on the court, it won't work out. Yeah, man. Unfortunate, man. It's just Kyrie. Like I said, he's been a distraction for Brooklyn right now. Like. Because now this impasse and this dispute that's going on, it's like, disputes are going to happen, of course. But the way Kyrie is going about it, I think they're going to have no choice but to trade him. And the thing that's annoying about this, Brooklyn is the type of team where they're in the mix. It's just that it seems like every year there's always something, you know. Like, this past season, it was literally Kyrie. Because if Kyrie don't pull the sabbatical, you know, yeah, like Darius said, the mandate was stupid. But it's like you're playing a team sport, bro. Like you have to think about stuff that's bigger than yourself, and that was bigger than you. Like literally, if Kyrie didn't pull that, James Harden would still be in Brooklyn. He would still be there. They would still have an overwhelming chance to win because they were starting to make it work. Because how do they make it work? James Harden was the facilitator. James Harden was focusing more on playmaking, on setting the teammates up and getting the offense rolling. And KD and Kyrie were the ones that were getting the buckets. And James Harden was going to get buckets when he needed to. So they were figuring out how to play with each other. They were all ready to do that. But I think what stopped it, like I said, is just Kyrie's intent on doing things his way. And sometimes when you're standing on a hill and, you know, you want to do things the way you want, and you become a detriment to those around you and those that you work with or associate with. And that's literally what happened. So it's basically how two things going to go. Kyrie's either getting traded or he's going to stay in Brooklyn 
and become a free agent and leave anyway. Because I don't see Brooklyn giving him the max. I don't see them, him getting the five-year max from Brooklyn. I don't even see it at this point. I'd be surprised if he even get three years, which I think I'd at least let him get that. But let's just see how the situation goes, how it develops over the summer. You know, all the trade talks and rumors and speculations are coming out. Oh, he going to the Lakers. He's talked to LeBron. Oh, he might go to the Clippers. Oh, he might go to New York, the Knicks, the Knickerbocker. Man, I'm not saying nothing about that. We just gonna. I'm not buying that Knicks crap. We're just gonna keep them. We're just keeping the lips locked, and I'm watching. I'm not buying any rumor involving the Knicks until somebody actually goes to the Knicks. Thank you, thank you. It's the Knicks. I'm sorry, but it's the fucking Knicks. Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm so happy you said that. Because they thought they were gonna get Zion. They thought they were gonna get. You know they in a bad situation. You know they in a bad situation when they play in New York, in Madison Square Garden, and no one wants to play for them. Mm-hmm. Bro, the Knicks, bro. Basically, if Gotcha Neck was a franchise, that's it. Gotcha Neck, literally, bro. Gotcha Neck, this is getting Zion. Gotcha Neck, this is getting KD. Gotcha Neck, this is getting Kyrie. Gotcha Neck, bro. I, I know two thousand. Yeah, how do you play in New York City bro. and nobody wants to go there, bro? bro. Like, hey, all I City. know is, and that's that says a lot. What's going on up there, bro? Two thousand nineteen off season. Sell the team. Two thousand nineteen off season. I know Knicks fans were in fucking pain. <laughs> But they were supposed to get KD, Kyrie, and Zion. <laughs> bro, and Yo. ended up with Kevin Knox. Wait, wait, Knox. Wait, bro, they all they got is RJ Barrett. They got RJ, RJ Barrett, Barrett and um, uh, what you would call it? This is Julius. Uh, Julius. Julius Randall. That's all they got. <laughs> and like not and much to show for it either. <laughs> and, and they got and they got old Derrick Rose, but um, not much to show for it. No disrespect uh, to Derrick Rose. Bro. Oh hey, my uh, goodness! I do want to say RJ Barrett's a dog, though. So I do want. No, no, no. RJ Barrett is a dog. Yeah, don't bro. get me wrong. I actually bro. mess with RJ Barrett for real. For real. I've always messed with his game. He has potential. Bro. Yeah, he has true potential, bro. But it's just so funny how literally that offseason, bro. New York fan thought it was about to take over the East, bro. <laughs> like they were like, like, bro, we about to get no KD. Kyrie hey, but somehow the games still end up on TV all the time. Like the Knicks, the games the end Knicks, up on national. Bro. Yep. It's hey, the so Knicks, they can't bro. complain. At least your team ends up on TV. Shit. Oh my goodness, so, bro. So on Sundays, oh, just man. yeah. That summer, I was laughing at them, bro. I was like, yo, y'all really thought y'all was about to make a super team? <laughs> no, like shit. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, like Evan said, bro, I'm not believing nothing. Regarding the Knicks, until somebody actually either says, I want to get traded to the New York Knicks or I'm going to sign with the New York Knicks. Until then, I'm not believing a damn thing about them. So that's number one. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Let's go I to the next Stephen one. Stephen A always pissed off. Let's, let's, speaking of staying <laughs> oh, on the East side, we talking about the Boston Celtics. East side, East side. So yep. this is the question I'm going to lay out to y'all. Boston, do y'all think they have a chance to make it back next year? Or you think this was their Ooh. opportunity? This is they most definitely to- do. They most definitely do because I feel like if they had lost to Brooklyn again in the playoffs this year, they blow up the court. But instead, yeah. they go all the way to the finals. And not only that, they give the Warriors a more proven core all they can handle. So now they have all the reasoning in the world not only to keep the core but to build to. So I'm I'm thinking Boston, I'm thinking Boston does have a chance. Yeah, put it like this. If they want to have a chance, I feel as though they definitely need to make a big move though. Like of course they have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but they need to go for like a 
a true guard, like a true point guard, they really want to like repeat and actually like stay, you know, consistent and elite for like a long period of time. Cause like that's all they're missing really is like a true playmaker. So if they do want to repeat, like I say, just go for the playmaker. But, you know, the East is going to be like tough this year. Like the NBA in general is going to be much tougher this year. But they, they did prove, you know, they can be like, you know, like other like big teams like Giannis, you know, like not, not, you know, lock him down defensively and everything. So I don't know. They actually like want to repeat and actually go all the way and win it. They need to get like a true playmaker to really like be secure in like that top spot of the East. Because you saw how like how much they struggled in the beginning of last year. And really, they just woke up kind of sort of like towards the end of last year. So if they want to like really stay consistent and like not turn over the ball a lot, then they go for like actual playmaker because we've seen how Boston just can totally slip up. And I feel as though when they slipped up in the finals this year, we saw like a repeat of basically how they were in like the beginning of like last season, just like that team that just makes constant mistakes and, you know, can't like cool through and Jason Tatum just goes cold. So, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to say that if they are going to like really repeat. Yeah, that's just me though. I think they will. Um, it's nothing to say that they won't. Um, but because uh, they're bringing back again their core from last year, and they're only going to get better, especially Jason Tatum, which you heard it here first. I said in the group chat, and I tweeted it. Jason Tatum will be top five in MVP voting next year because he's that pissed off. Um. So, yeah, I, I think they can make it back because um, we don't know what Brooklyn's going to be. We, you know, you got Philly. We don't know what Philly's going to do. Milwaukee's like the only team where we know for a fact that they're going to contend because they're going to get Chris Middleton back. So, m- most definitely, most definitely, they'll be, they will be back. Yeah, no, Jason Tatum doesn't be like hearing like the criticism he's been getting from like, you know, that jump off. But yeah, Jason Tatum should definitely use that as like motivation to get way better, like for sure, though, because I know he definitely like is just like, damn, you know, he slipped up in that finals. But, you know, it's a young, like you said, this is still a young Boston team, though. That's why I still like I'm just have questions because they're still really young. Nobody had them going here. Where that's why I give them credit, though, because they're like one of those underdog teams, to be honest, though. But, you know, they're still young. They still have a lot to learn. So, Hey, I mean, we have to see just like how they're going to be in the future. But I don't know Jason Tatum though. We've seen the talent he has. He's going to be a dog for sure. But that finals performance, maybe it was just nerves. You know, maybe anxiety. Who knows? He just kind of like slipped up on the biggest stage. You know, it was just too many of, uh, you know, mistakes he made. People, yeah, yeah. and that affected yeah. the team. But he's dangerous for sure though. Jason Tatum, he, he's tough. Yeah. People forget that Jason Tatum went to. He's been on big stages before. He went to. Two conference finals took LeBron to took LeBron to a game seven when LeBron was still LeBron, that really good Cleveland team. And he took Miami to game seven in the bubble. Say what you want about the bubble, but he took Miami to game seven in the bubble. So I think that a lot of the a lot of the criticism that Jason Tatum gets is warranted because he's supposed to show up and 
moments like these. He got outshined. He got outshined by Jalen Brown, which I'm not really trying to knock Jalen Brown, but to be the guy, you can't do that. But he's going to do what every great player does, and he's going to work his ass off this offseason. And he's going to come out firing. And again, he's going to finish top five in MVP voting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jason Tatum definitely. He, he, I can see Jason Tatum be like a top five, you know, talent in the NBA just in general, like moving forward, because he's only like what twenty four years old. He's has a long way to go. Hey, he's just gonna start it. So yeah, definitely look out for Jason Tatum though. The Celtics. Like, all, like, he really needs, you know, he's just missing, like, that main playmaker to really facilitate our offense. And that can take, you know, some of the uh, pressure off him. So he does have to always, like, make plays from, like, ISO and everything. And that was also that can, like, preserve him, his health, and, um, you know, and everything like that. But Celtics, they definitely just really go for, like, a, a you know, try to get a true playmaker. It doesn't have to even be, like, a, like really an all-star, but just, like, a true point guard that can really just set up the team, honestly. For sure, though. Yeah. That's um the only way I really see Boston, like, repeating – like I'm um, actually like going uh winning the East again. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, be, yeah, at the end of the day, the end of the day, we all agree they will be back. So moving on, and we talked about Kyrie Irving possibly entering free agency, getting traded, whatever the hell. Let's talk about the other free agents. Notable free agents being Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, DeAndre Ayton, Miles Bridges, and James Harden. Um, so I think Miles Bridges was expected to resign, though. I thought I thought I saw that before. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw mm-hmm. it too, but just for the sake of fun, um, we're going to right, right. <laughs> we're going to predict where this man's going to go. So let's start with Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets, the man who raps on his downtime when he's not playing in the NBA, and he's spending his summer sipping that lean. <laughs> I wouldn't want to say it, but <laughs> hey, bro, that, that post, bro. My, my man's really got on the walkies, you know. <laughs> the why? Hey, look, hey, man, got him some Wakisha. But honestly, all seriously, though, the, I'm like Miles Bridges, the Hornets, they would be smart to resign him, like to a, uh, to like you know, a longer term contract. Because Miles Bridges, he he's he's pretty fun to watch, but he's like solid. Honestly, he's really like gives the, the Hornets that core they need. From like a not only like an offensive standpoint, but a defensive standpoint. But offensively, like when he like explodes and stuff, like explodes on those fast breaks, he definitely gets like the whole team around him, just like you know, pretty like hyped up, motivated. So Miles Bridges just really brings that energy to the Hornets. So I, I could definitely see him like resigning, and the Hornets should give him like maybe a, a pretty good like a good amount of money because he de- he deserves it honestly. Like Miles Bridges is definitely needed, and uh, you know, in Charlotte because not besides his dunking, he's known for his dunking, but his overall um his overall play though is not bad at all. He's a pretty good role player and he's um pretty solid um to have around like Lamella Ball for sure. So so if uh Miles Bridges does leave, I would really love to see him on the Detroit Pistons. I would love to see that. That would I be think, fun. Him and I think that makes the most sense, honestly. That would the be Pistons fun. Are that the Pistons are that type of thing. Ooh. 
the Pistons are that team that's closer to being competitive than a lot of people think they are. Like, yeah, they, like I think oh, this, this team is only right? like a couple pieces away from being scared. I think this offseason, Detroit's going to pick up somebody that nobody is expecting, like and a Miles like a DeAndre Aiden. They're going to pick up somebody that we don't. And, and I want everybody listening to this podcast to remember we're saying this just hours after they traded Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. So you know we genuinely believe this. They're trying to set themselves up for like a big, like you know, they're like a big. Yep, they just cleared sure. forty-three million in cap space, bro. Oh, Cunningham's about to get some help, and Cunningham say he wants to bring that bad boys, bad boys Pistons back. So you know what I can see the Pistons being like? I can see the Pistons trying to be like you know that really underdog team, not like in the biggest market, but kind of how like the Grizzlies are in the West. You know, just that team that doesn't care, not afraid of nobody. You know, just get better and better as the years go along. And Kay Cunningham is going to, like, develop to be an all-star one day for, for sure. Because, like, it's no doubt Cunningham has the ability to be an all-star. So, I can see the Grizzlies be, like, one of, the, one of those, like, you know, I don't carry teams. Kind of like the Grizzlies and just, like, push forward and just use their confidence and just, like, just make them better overall. Like, they ooh. kind of have yeah, no yeah. choice. I can see the Pistons, the yeah. Pistons are literally the least, the least profitable franchise in the NBA. They literally have mm-hmm. no choice but to go that route and build yep. through mm-hmm. the draft, build through – getting, like, restricted free agents. Like, if you guys remember, we talk about Brooklyn, right? Remember how, like, five years ago, Brooklyn was just trying to throw big bag money at anybody? That's literally what Detroit's about to be doing. Like, remember, the, I know Evan is going to hate me for bringing this up, but we got to talk about that Alder Porter contract, bro. The only reason we signed that is because Brooklyn offered that contract. We was not about to give that boy that much money. But that was back yeah, when we were signing bullshit. Con- that was back when we signed Timothy Moscow for 16. No, yeah, no, no, no. That, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. like I this, said, this, Darian. This was back in the era where. No, yeah. no, Darian. Yeah, did remember. Remember, we even had this conversation during that time. We said, bro, the cap space is about to spike. We're about to see people just sign for the dumbest money because they have to spend the money. They have to sign people. We literally yeah, that's why Mozgov got all that money up. Like, like Mozgov, Lou all day. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all right. NBA cap Scott salary was just like out of control, bro. It's just like no. they had just too much money to blow. They had way too much money to blow during that time. Yeah, like yeah. because, bro, the cap spiked up like twenty million. Like every team had cap space, so they were literally just signing anybody. Like it was ridiculous. Like Solomon Hill got eleven million a year. Solomon Hill has always been a guy that's basically a bench warmer. He's either a bench warmer or he plays like at the most ten to fifteen minutes a game. And this man got like 12 mil. This man got what was considered starter money. Ridiculous, bro. But um, anyway, let me talk about the real LA pickup that's about to happen that nobody is talking about. Because this has really, really been gaining traction as of lately. So let's talk about the boy Bradley Beal. Bradley's not coming to LA. Stop it. Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. And the thing is, the reason why I'm saying this is not even for the L.A. side. It's the D.C. side I'm talking about. Because why I'm saying this, right? I feel like, and this is just coming from me as a fan, and just coming from, so maybe this is the wrong perspective, but I'm just saying how I feel. We're just fans are kind of getting tired of Bill. Whether it's fair or not, I'm not. Because I understand last season he was unhealthy. And he was kind of coming back in the season. He wasn't fully himself. So this season, I'm kind of giving him a pass. I get it. It happened. People have bad seasons all the time. But I th- feel like we're just fan overall kind of getting sick of Bill. They're like, bro, 
okay, what what else can you bring for us? And us get try and they're actually interested in getting Russell Westbrook, which is interested in bringing him back. They I wish are. the fuck we would. Like that would just make me laugh. That's what I'm saying. I don't even believe. I honestly don't even believe this trade would really happen. I'm only talking about this because I would actually think this is more believable than the Kyrie stuff. That's just number one. Because the Kyrie stuff is so far left field that whenever I hear him going to the Lakers, I'm like, bruh. The only reason it will literally happen is if literally the Brooklyn Nets owner is like, all right, Kyrie, you got to go. Yeah, we shipping you out, getting the fuck out of here. Like, it has to be literally like they're so fed up with him. We're just like, all right, we just ready to get whatever we can get for him. That's the only reason I see him going to L.A. So I have because, a question. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And this is where I have a problem with these trade ideas with the Lakers. Who do you want? Who are you getting? Because we have nobody to trade outside of Russell Westbrook. Who do you want? Because you're not getting Anthony Davis. <laughs> They're getting Taylor Holden Tucker. I mean, take him. But again, <laughs> he said, like, "Take him." Like, who are you getting? You're going to get THT. <laughs> like, do you really think that the Wizards are going to trade? Bradley Beal <coughs> for Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. For why? Listen, we see crazy would they, First off, why would you even trade Russ in the first place if you just go and bring him back? That's what I'm saying, bro. But I've been reading the report. The D- DC actually wants to bring him back. There's actually this actually interest in bringing him back. But I was bring back Westbrook. Yes, to DC. What the fuck? Right, the but hell? I was shocked. The Lakers learned. My only question, my only question about this report, who said it? It was. It wasn't Rose. It wasn't. But it's the local. Te- it's the local support. The local team. The local. Uh, yeah, news Wizards fans should not win Westbrook. That'd be a nightmare. It, well, wait, fans, hold on, hold on. When you say local, was it LA or DC? DC. Tell me it wasn't Quentin. <laughs> Tell me it wasn't Quentin. <laughs> I want to believe it wasn't my guy Quentin. It better not have been Quentin. I don't think it was Quentin. I don't think it was him. Oh, I would have I would, I would, I saw him be like, oh, no. <laughs> I would have had to log off Twitter for like two whole days, bro. <laughs> he said just, we went off. Just, just go off in the woods and fucking reflect, dog. <laughs> this man ever said, I'm taking a camp trip. My man's trip. Quentin, dog. I'm taking a camp Look, trip. I'm going to tell you this right now. Why? I'm going to tell you this right now. If Russell Westbrook comes back to D.C., there will be a riot. And the people that will be leading that riot is going to be Reese Waters, Quentin, <laughs> and Evan. That's who's going to be leading this riot. You damn right. We're going to organize it, too. We're going to hand out T-shirts at the Metro Station. At the Gallery Place Metro Station. Oh, bullshit, bro. <laughs> oh, no bullshit. Bro. No, no, no. Our torch is going to be like the doors where, like, you press and, like, a little, and, like, it, like, lights up at the top. It's going to be that. Oh, this man about to have the lightsaber torch. <laughs> Yeah, but I have the battery power just zoop. We we, we about to reverse gentrify the tiki torches. But wow. but anyway, yeah, no, I was just saying that because, like I said, it's something that's been gaining traction in the local news. Like, they apparently DC wants wrestle wrestle. I was shocked. I was like, what? <laughs> was like been talking why? about trading Bradley Beal to the Lakers for the last three years. It's not going to happen. And if the Lakers are smart. They're going to trade Russ to the Hornets for players. 
for multiple players. I think actually, if anything, if they learn their lesson, if you guys are smart, you should trade him to Indy and get Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald. Yeah, we I already think, tried that. We already, we already oh, yeah, yeah, that actually didn't work. Yeah, they denied that trade. That's true. That literally just came say, out. Like, if you that just came out. What? That was like a couple days ago. Yeah, that was like literally two, three days ago they talked about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, since we're talking about Brogdon, like, yeah, I, I think Brogdon's officially not coming to D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another report today that said we wasn't going to move the, the number 10 pick for him. So, yeah, he ain't coming to D.C. I don't think we should, though. I don't think we should move our pick because we have a bad history of doing that. The only player, like, the only thing I want to move the pick for is Jaden Knight. He's the only one. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I think if anything, when they're talking about Woods, is I think we're going to probably end up signing, like, a low-key sweet point guard, like a Tyus Jones or something like that. Like, get somebody that's nice, that just needs an opportunity, boom, bam, bam. We're not going to get nobody crazy. But, um, anyway... Back to that, like I said, I just and then what y'all think about Zach Levine? Y'all think he's staying in Chicago? Hell no, he's Chicago. What you think he's out? He should stay Mm. in Chicago, but he gone. He should stay, but yeah, I think he should stay honestly. But yeah, yeah, like business wise, I don't know. He really should stay though. I think he should, but but I think he's definitely out just by how. Like his attitude, because he wants the full max. You know the way that Brooklyn, that the Bulls are, they're they're kind of loaded on the payroll because they gave the Rosen a lot of money. They just paid Zoe. They they're paying Vooch. Vooch is making like twenty five, twenty six mil. Like they got a lot, a lot of money in the books. So I don't know. I think he should definitely stay because I think Chicago will hurt them this season. They just went healthy all the way, man. They were always dealing with injuries. They were all dealing with mixed matching lineups. Like I think that's what really hurt them because if they were fully healthy, I do believe Chicago would have been a top three seed in the East, guaranteed. Because they were a little top three seed in the East till they started getting injured. Like I feel like the two teams in the East that got fucked with injury this year, this past season, was Chicago and Cleveland. Cleveland got destroyed by injuries, bro. Like they, they literally would have been like a top four seed automatically if they just stayed more healthy. Like they got destroyed with injuries. Like the fact they even made the play in by itself is amazing by how many injuries they had. But yeah, I think he should definitely stay in Chicago. I think Chicago got something nice brewing up in there. But the way that's looking, he he probably about to go somewhere else, unfortunately. Um, I heard y'all talk about Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges definitely, like I said. Um, did y'all talk about Harden? Uh, not yet. Mm-mm. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. I think he should stay in Philly because I said we he gotta is. see. He, he's definitely he should because you gotta play a full season there, bro. I'm pretty sure exactly. He's like play mm-hmm. a full season, you know. I think if anything, the Sixers should focus on what they can get for Tobias. Because he's really just the odd man out. Like, he's making damn close to 35 mil. He's really the odd man out that y'all kind of have to trade. Should have signed Jimmy Butler. Hey. Sure. Yeah, hey. that was a big hey. mistake, though. Hey. Oh, y'all never forget Philly for that. Hey. Getting rid of Jimmy hey. Butler. Like, hey, listen. If y'all had Harden, Butler, and Embiid, that's a, that's a, that's a trio right there. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Like, 
They they would be and a then, threat for sure. And then B like Jimmy Butler in Philly. Oh, no, yeah, they had a good yeah, chemistry. Yeah, right. He always talks about how he loved Jimmy Butler. You know, he wished that he was able to stay. What but, Daryl Morey saw in and like Tobias Harris, I really don't know. Cause like Tobias Harris, I was even shocked when y'all coming. traded for him. Yeah, honestly. I like, remember. You know, I was like, what? Yeah, like, like comes in the NBA, but like, bro, thirty seven mil a year. Like, we invested in him. Like, he's like a all star kind and of. And nobody was going to give him Not. that money. Nobody yeah, that's kind of weird. It's almost like, like we just signed Tobias Harris just because he's in Philly. Oh, just because he's in Philly, like if I make him better in a big bargain, I'm like, no, bro. Talent wise, you still want to quarter at the end of the day. That the fans don't make the difference. Like, you still got to perform well at the end yeah. of the day. And Tobias Harris, he just. He's just not like he's not a bad player, but he's just not that all star level kind of money. He's not worth no thirty five million. I feel a year like I feel like it would have oh, just no. been better for him it's to ridiculous. stay and stay on the Clippers. They actually would probably be better. He probably would have been better around that system. It would have definitely been better because yeah, the Clippers, we could have got something better like, for him. Yeah, like literally, like like I'm thinking because he declined a um eighty he well it was like a four year eighty dollar million dollar contract that they extended to him. Which that's a pretty good deal because Tobias is he's a good yeah. player. He's a great player, but he's not an all star. He's not a hundred mil kind of player. Yeah, he's yeah. Not he, mil he, kind I'm of not player. paying Tobias thirty five mil. I'm sorry. I'm just not giving him that type of money. Like is 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 just not by the work. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think like say so y'all trade Tobias, try to get some value for him, and y'all try to shuffle the roster make it work. I think y'all could definitely come back next season to be a problem. But yeah, free agency is gonna be fun this year. You know, like I talk about the DeAndre Aiden. If Phoenix don't solve that, bro, I'm telling you, it's about to be teams lining up. That's to gonna sign be interesting. Ooh, DeAndre Aiden. He's a lot of teams are gonna want to sign him. That's gonna be a blockbuster for, for Phoenix. Him, I think him heading to Detroit or a team like that, or even the Hornets, as y'all brought up, because the Hornets, all they really need is a big man. They get hey hey listen Diego to Diego to Charlotte, that's a team right there. That's a team that you got to look out for. So it's like Phoenix, they got to show up the situation, bro. They they got to get this shit together. Be like, all right, we about to pay this man and keep it pushing because y'all drafted him number one for a reason, right? Y'all could have drafted Luca, but y'all wanted the big man. And like I said. When it comes to Phoenix, Chris Paul is not getting a day younger. Chris Paul is just getting older, and age is starting to really show on him. And Phoenix is not the place where they get free agents. So it's like, if you get a player in the draft that's good, you resign them and keep them. Because I feel like after next season, CP is either basically going to be on his last legs, or he's going to like have almost nothing left. So it's like the future is going to be uh, what you want to call him, Devin Booker and DA. So why not just show up your future? Or if you're not gonna sign him, all right, you better do that sign and trade. You better do a sign and trade and get uh, and get um value for him, because if they don't, ooh man, if Phoenix really drops the bag and letting Aiden go, yikes, bro. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yikes on that. But <clears throat> let's end yeah. off with let's end off with the great wonderful conversation top oh, 10 nba one. players one. Oh, of all time Bro, in order from 10 yeah, to one it's about to get spicy I'm don't bro, be like, I, this one's been hard bro it's don't been, be scared like, my list but yeah this gonna be this don't gonna be, be scared <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's all right <laughs> so who wants to go first who wants to who, who like wants 
who wants to go who, who who wants to to start off the spiciness i know one of us is gonna say something like huh <laughs> you know what actually you know what i'll go first because i kind of made mine yesterday so oh, i'm gonna just say my top 10 yep oh, in the order okay so for number one this is order number one being the greatest and down the center force but anyway y'all get that but i got michael jordan at number one at number two i got lebron james at number three i have kareem four i got kobe at five, I got Shaq. I mean, no, at five, I got Magic. At number six, I got Shaq. At number seven, I got Hakeem Olajuwon. Number eight, I got Wilt. Nine, I got Dr. J. And number 10, I had Steph Curry. Uh, he bumped up in my top, top 10. But that's just my list, though. It was really hard to make this, but yeah. MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Kobe, Magic, Shaq, Hakeem, Wilt, uh, Dr. J, and uh, Steph. And that's my top 10. I'll let y'all, uh, you know... Let's see how this starts off. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go next. All right, so I got Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Kareem. Right, hold on, let me do this over. Jordan at one, LeBron at two, Kobe at three, Kareem at four, Magic at five, Bill Russell at six, Wilt Chamberlain at seven, Tim Duncan at eight, at nine is Shaq, and at 10 is Steph Curry. Interesting. I like this. I like this already. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do this in reverse order. I'm going to do mine in reverse order. At number 10, Steph. At number mm. nine, AI. At Whoa. Eight, Whoa. Uh, interesting. Whoa. Okay, I'm left for the We get the Killian pick. At number eight, Hakeem. At number seven, Wilt. At number six, Shaq. Number five, Kareem. At number four, Magic. Number three, Kobe. Number two, LeBron. And number one, Michael Jordan. Okay. AI one is interesting, but hey, hey, look, as the Sixers fans, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> and I love AI, but wow, that 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 that's surprised an interesting me. One. Okay, um, I don't even need to write it down to have it on memory. Um, Michael Jordan is number one, LeBron is number two, Kareem is number three, Magic is number four, um, Bill Russell is number five, number six. Is oh my god, see, this is the part I'm kind of trying to remember. Number six, I have Wilt, seven, Shaq. No, hold up. No, I put Tim Duncan at six. Yeah, Tim Duncan, six, Shaq is seven. Um, Wilt is eight, Steph Curry is wait, hold okay, okay, hold up. I'm messing my I'm list. Dead. I should have wrote I'm it dead. down. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> this is what I get for uh, not writing it down. Okay, and you know what's so restart. funny? Because like number six through ten, that's what it got tricky for me, bro. Yeah, that's literally what's really like that's, my top that's five is showed damn. up. My top okay. five was easy for me, but uh, okay, six, I have it. I have it. I know I'm making Darian's job harder because he's gonna have to edit all of that out because that just did now. That's about to be crazy. All right. Number one is MJ. Number two is Kobe. Number three is Kareem. Number four is Magic. Number five. Is Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was number five for me. Six is Kobe. Um, seven is Wilt. Number eight is Steph Curry. Number nine is Shaq. And number ten is Larry Bird. I gotta put Larry Bird in there. 
having Tim Duncan over Kobe Bryant's nasty behavior. Tim <laughs> did. <laughs> Honestly, th- those two are honestly the hardest ones for me because they're so close. Wait, wait, where did you put uh, Tim Duncan at? He was at number five. Tim Duncan was five. Kobe was six. Oh, wow. Kobe at six. Okay, gotcha. They were very close. Yeah. Like, those two yeah. are the ones that actually were the hardest ones because, like, I see them basically on the same level because here's the thing I, I'm, I'm when it comes to Tim Duncan. I think Tim Duncan is actually criminally underrated. I think people literally don't give him credit because he was in a San Antonio system that really, really worked well for him, and they weren't flashy at all. They were like, literally, you know what the Spurs were? The Spurs was that family member you have that's just so consistent. They're amazing, but they're so consistent, and they're not flashy. Kobe was great. Kobe was amazing. He was absolutely incredible. But I think when it came to the Hydra side, it was him and Tim Duncan that were the two best players in the league. And they were, like, right at each other's level. I think they were ve- they were right yeah, neck and neck. Like, it's like the basically when there's some, like this is how it is with top tens with me, right? You have some players that it's a clear gap, and then you have players where it's like you either picking from preference or you're picking from who you feel was just had maybe a sliver of an advantage. That's literally like those two, like I said, Kobe and Tim Duncan. They're right there. They're literally on the same level, in my opinion. It's the same thing when it comes to MJ and Braun. I feel like those two are close. The reason why MJ has the lead is because he did certain things that LeBron has not been able to do. Because LeBron has had multiple teams where he basically had all the help in the world. He created the teams, right? And yeah, he was probably underdogs against few of the opponents, but MJ literally was carrying teams where it was only him and Scotty that were really true also. Really true all stars, and actually, if you really look at except the, when they had Dennis Rodman, yeah, Dennis Rodman was Rodman there that, too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like if you Mr. really Mr. actually Boards. look at the playoff runs and the finals runs, Scotty actually underperformed a lot. Like if you actually go back and watch the games and look at the numbers, Scotty actually performed underperformed a lot of times. He had his moments, but he underperformed a lot. So it was actually a lot of times when MJ was doing some carry jobs. Like he was like he was literally taking the brunt of the offense and the def- taking the brunt of the defense as well. But hey, we're not doing the MJ versus LeBron debate. I hate those honestly, because it's yeah, like same. and it's, it's like, old, right? Old. It's it's old, it's tired, it's drawn out. It's kind of like okay, you just pick who you want as your top and just keep it pushing. Even with LeBron and Kobe, that's been old, man. The whole LeBron versus Kobe thing, that's been old, bro. It's like, pick who you want, man. It's like, bro. <laughs> all I got to say, there's five championships versus the four. That's all I got to say. The thing is, <laughs> I, I I don't like when people just talk about it because greatness is more than just the rings. That's true, though. Mm-hmm. It's more than just the rings. Like, greatness is about performance. It's about how you were at your peak. It's about also accomplishments, but more than this MVPs, this champion, sorry, championship, this MVPs, this personal accolades. There's a lot of things that go into it. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's like you got to look at the full picture. You got to look at the full body of career. I would just like to say that at least you're not like my father who has Charles Barkley ahead of LeBron all time. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. I am dead. That's kind of, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, 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 listen. I know pops. I know your pops is listening. I know he's listening to this. You're, you're tripping. I'm sorry. You're tripping. 
You put Barkley over Vaughn, bro. Hey, my dad is the bro. My dad is like Skip Bayless. He will find the smallest thing, and like my dad cannot stand the fact that LeBron can't shoot free throws. The funny thing is, it's not even he can't, bro. It just LeBron had a he just had a weird period where he just was not making free throws. I can't even get over that. He said that he says that. How can you sit here and be called the greatest of all time when number one? You're scared to use your best strength, which is driving to the basket and getting to the line, but you're scared to go to the free throw line. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I always get on LeBron. No, but I do agree with that. We have seen LeBron be too passive in moments where he just could have simply took over, and that's the difference between LeBron and Kobe. Kobe just took over no matter what, bro. He'd be out there playing a damn near like like crutches, bro. He'll still wouldn't like take over no matter how banged up he was. We have seen LeBron just be way too passive, just pass up the ball, like, you know, in situations where it's like, really, bro, just going to, like, just bully, you know, like, just, like, you know, train, like, train road, road your way through these defenders and everything. But, hey, man, that's just that's, his playing style. But that's not enough to sit here and say, LeBron's not even top 10. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's CC, not even over oh, yeah. When Kenny Smith that's- said that, when Kenny Smith <laughs> said that, that was blasphemy. I'm sorry. I was like, bro, no, my father know? said that. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just comparing it because I was so mad. I'm like, when did Kenny wait? When did Kenny say that? Because I thought he would have been getting killed. He did get killed for it. He said it not too long ago. It was like a few months ago, bro. It was like sometime. It was like it was on, uh, inside the NBA. It was inside, inside the NBA, NBA, bro. Oh shit! Talk- yeah, I probably missed that one. Yeah, because it was yeah, it was this season. Because you know the season it was talking about the 75 greatest players, oh, and they yeah, had a, yeah, and they had like a top 10, top 15 list. And he he put LeBron like outside the top 10. I'm like, bro, you're tripping. <laughs> I'm not saying you got to be number one. He's not even number one on my list. He's number two. But if LeBron is not in like your top five, bro, or at least your top ten, if LeBron's not top three, there's a problem. Honestly, yeah, LeBron's yeah. my top three. To sure, be yeah. honest, because the funny thing about it, since we talk about the the true epilogue of the NBA of basketball, um, LeBron's about to break the scoring record. The one thing that Kareem has literally held. Like, his greatness is literally held to that scoring record. LeBron's going to break it next season, most likely. But even even then with Kareem, even then with with Kareem, what makes his point total so impressive, only one three his whole career. I mean, the thing about it, I mean, the thing about it, yeah. That's crazy to think about, too, bro. He wasn't even, like, an out-perimeter player. He was, like, all on the post. I mean, Kareem has the most unstoppable move in NBA history. I was just about to say that. Bro, this Mm -hmm. man was a 7'3 center that did a skyhook. Like, he's literally jumping above everybody. Like, you can't block it. Unless you're, like, some physical anomaly, like some Uh, damn uh, Rudy Gobert. Or Unless some like Yao freaking Mo Bamba, like some Unless freaking like- Manute Bow, like somebody crazy where it's like you have an unnatural wingspan that goes like 10 feet when you jump. Like it got to be something you made in a lab or something. But like, yeah, like, of course, he's a seven foot three center that had the most unstoppable move. And he played for a very long time, too. Played for 20, I think it's 20 seasons he played. Or 19, one of those two. He was in the league for a break, yeah. And he was a good like player a for most. Not all of it. That's the thing that's so impressive about what LeBron is doing. LeBron literally has been a good player for his entire career. He's not dropped out to where this man's averaging like ten points a game and is a role player. Kareem was a role player in his final few seasons. He was a role player that could barely move. It's just the fact he was so dominant in his prime. This man was dropping like thirty points of sky hooks, dunks, and layups. That's just so impressive about it. This man, so was not, yeah. this man wasn't shooting threes. Was 
he literally was just, okay, I'm going to the basket and I'm pulling off this one move that nobody can stop. So, yeah, like, but yeah, Kareem's total greatness now because as time going on, there's a lot of his records that's been beat, a lot of his records that's been overcome, which is, of course is going to happen. But the one thing he's been holding on to, that scoring record, is going to get broken I'm next season most likely. So, yeah, if you don't have LeBron top three, you're kind of tripping. I'm not even going to hold you. When this man said outside the top ten, I literally was like, all right, I usually don't care about lists because everybody has their own perspective. Yeah, you like, like when, I, when I just hear Sunset, I'm like, all right, bro. If, what, what's the reason, with it? <laughs> if you ask him, Magic Johnson's the greatest player of all time. I mean, I'm not even really Magic is my that. top. I mean, like Magic I said, is my there's top There's people five, that put – whole people put Bill Russell as the number one. Like, I don't really care. Like, like that, I don't really care. Like, they put Bill Russell, they put Kareem, they put Magic, they put Kobe, they put Braun, they put MJ, they put all these players. Some people say Larry Bird's the greatest of all time. I don't even say a word. It depends okay. on what era you, you came Exactly. From. That's what I was just about to get into. I feel like when it comes to top 10, what makes it so hard is that there's been, like, 75 years of basketball, and basketball has evolved so much from its inception. It's like... At a certain time, a certain era is not as great as another era that came after it. So I feel like that's the one thing I kind of agree with Kareem where he said, we should be talking more about certain eras and their top players than like trying to combine all the years of basketball. Because it's just going to get to a point where certain players, their records, everything that made them great is just going to get beaten. It's just bound to happen. Yeah, you know, so it's just one of the like, 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 yeah. evolution of the game, and it's not a right. bad thing. The game the is always changing, evolving. Players are always like you know, records have to be broken. To time. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's like that's why I don't take top ten series to list seriously. Like if you have the certain a certain roster of players, I don't care about the order. <laughs> but it's like when I when I'm just like whoa, like that's I I love AI. I love me some Isla Iverson. I have his jersey, so. I love me some AI, but I'm me personally. I'm not putting him top ten. He's yeah, top twenty. Top yeah, top twenty five. You someone top twenty five? Yeah, AI for sure, but yeah, not top he, ten. He's me. he's top. It's just so many other greats that were like much more efficient. Actually, weren't you know? Because the thing is, AI right? If you're gonna put if you're gonna put AI in your list, you have to put Dwayne Wade in your top ten too. Because Dwayne Wade, is Wade the, he's just better. AI. He's just simply better than AI. Yeah, like that's the AI, the thing that makes AI team. so great is his impact off the court. Because he was a cultural icon. He literally is the reason why players dress the way they do now. You know, he was coming out with the golden chains and coming out with the drip. And he, he and like, go AI's legacy is going to be something way more bigger than basketball. That's basically what I'm saying. Hey, that's the reason why you see a bunch of NBA players with the tattoos now. You know, the reason why players not hiding their tattoos, yup. He's like, bro, fuck it. I'm going to do me. Like, what the hell? He wasn't trying to AI, like, corporate. AI wasn't, created yeah, was the door and uh, mm -hmm. he created the wave of NBA players coming out and being their full self. So he will always have my respect for that. And that's big. That's real. Brought that swag to the NBA, bro. Right. But like, that's just me. I'm not knocking nobody for doing that because like I said, AI is an amazing player. It's just that if you're going to put AI, you got to put D-Wade there too. Because D-Wade is simply just a better player. And AI, I mean, D Wade to me is like I say top twenty, top fifteen. Yeah, AI. Yeah, yeah D Wade is yeah. right outside my top ten. He's not yeah. too far from KD because yeah, KD's like number twelve on my list. D Wade is like 
in, I say like 17, 18, around that range. Because D Wade, in my opinion, is in the same range of like, it's him, like him, Dirk, KG, you know, those type of players. They're all kind of in the same range. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah, when it comes to about like, KG, certain bro. players, they're all in like a very close proximity to each other. So it's like, it doesn't matter the ranking as long as you have them in like the same kind of like number scale. So that's why it's like, I don't really care about top 10s. As long as you have certain players, it's like, cool, whatever. Because everybody has a different opinion. Everybody sees basketball differently. And that's what makes this game so great, man. Like, you can talk to 10 people and get 10 different lists. So yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's so funny, though, because, like, 20 years from now, the top 10 list may change, though, because when you see players from this current era and everything, you know, retire by then, and, like, the top, 20, top 10 list may change from now, like, 20 years from now. Like, honestly, so that may change. Just like we added Steph Curry to the top 10. Like, most people added Steph Curry to the top 10 list. Like, that may change 20 years from now, like, the list we named. So, yeah, the game is constantly evolving. And we're seeing a lot of, like, great, like, you know, a lot of good talent in the NBA now. So, just have to wait and see. Yes, sir. But, mm-hmm. anyway, I think, yeah, that was, that was great, though. But y'all got anything y'all want to say before we close off for the week? All I got to say is that, Evan, you were right about Reese Hopkins, man. He cursed us, bro. He cursed us. Bro, what the fuck? I mean, it's it's early, <laughs> but y'all on a three-game losing streak, and you going to San Diego for four. It's not looking good. Man, bro. yeah, I know, bro. You were right. It was like, you know what? I think Reed, yeah, bro. He should have just, like, never trolled that match, man. But, yeah, that's all I got to say. That's not man. the only team in Dallas that has swept Philly this this year. That's all I'm saying. Hey, hey, ah, you're funny. Ah. Ah, LOL. Ah. Boom, boom. <laughs> and the Nats are still better than them bitch ass Oreo birds. Hey, hey, y'all, hey, good thing y'all beat them, bro. Because this is like the Orioles are mid. It's like y'all, y'all deserve that win. When are you going to get rid of Patrick Corbin? <laughs> we stuck with him. Ain't nobody going to take him, bro. Nobody's going to take him. We stuck with him for like at least two more years. Good Lord. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Good Lord. But <sighs> all right, I guess that's the show. I guess Santa stepped away. Oh no, no, I'm here. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, here. No, I was just waiting for you to finish. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get that, yeah, because the Phillies, you know, we stuck again. Had to like here, put that in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, it's been a great one. Hope you guys continue doing the support, man. We appreciate it. We love it. And we're gonna keep pushing it, you know? So Appreciate the family, appreciate the loved ones for the support, for the good word, for spreading this and, you know, helping us to keep going, man. Um, You guys all have a beautiful week. Stay blessed, stay safe. You know, summer, don't do nothing crazy. And we see y'all again next week, man. Next week, we're probably going to be talking about probably some new developments that happen as the week goes. And, you know, probably 4th of July, NBA draft, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I'm ready for it. Hey, drive us tomorrow, by the way. Yep, definitely be talking about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs>